Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 50, where we're discussing Every Man for Himself, from season 3 of Lost. Hello, Sawyer. It's James Ford. And I know you know that, because you got it right when you press charges. You're mad at me? Well, look where I am. What did you want me to do? You conned me. Something you want. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Come on, I got a license plates to make. your daughter what do you want well first I wanted you to know then what I think I'm gonna take one look at this picture and turn into father knows best we're living in this little place in Albuquerque it's near the university tell me this I just thought you could write her a letter her name's Clementine what the hell am I gonna write dear goo goo gaga she's a baby she ain't mine Sawyer she Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And we are discussing Every Man for Himself, a Sawyer-centric episode, and um, I'm going to kick us off here. All right. The first thing I have is, you know, on the beach, you know, Desmond sits watching Claire, you Mm -hmm. know, with the baby. Right. And seems to be in really deep thought, you know, and I'm sure obviously this is tied into the end of the last episode where Mm -hmm. he's experiencing some weird things yeah definitely and he goes and you know tells her he's, he's got she's got a problem with her roof and maybe you know she should just move to the beach so he can fix it mm-hmm. and charlie arrives and he's pretty dismissive about the whole thing like well if there's yeah. a problem i can fix it you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah typical stuff from what we talked about last episode right you know, charlie trying to inter, you know intervene and be yep. the man you know yep and of course in his cell you know jack watches cartoons and Juliet shows up again with the food. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's listen to that scene because there are a couple of, of neat things in there. Okay. Frustrated. Am I going to keep watching cartoons or are you going to tell me why I'm here? I hope you like Blueberry. If not, I can. Should I talk to Benjamin? Sorry? Should I talk to Benjamin? Because I'm starting to think that you're just the person who brings me my food. 
You can talk to him all you want, but he won't tell you anything. You work for him. No, I don't work for him. He's in charge. Well, it doesn't work that way over here, Jack. We make decisions together. Really? Because when I was holding that broken plate at your neck, he seemed happy to just let you die. I mean, it felt like he made that decision on his own. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't answer to him. Juliet, I need you. Can it wait? The sub is back. We have a situation. So come with me now. So what I thought was interesting about this scene for one is Jack starts to kind of test the loyalties a little bit. Yeah. Like he kind of uses Ben's tactics like, oh, you know, why, why are you taking orders from him? Mm-hmm. So, so he's in charge. You exactly. Know, that kind of thing. Playing mind games with her, I guess, to kind of see if she is as loyal as he, as he thinks she mm-hmm. is. And otherwise he might be able to use her to his advantage. Right. Definitely. To help get him out of there. But then Ben shows up and says that the sub is back. We have a situation, so come with me now. Any thoughts on that? The sub, the sub is back. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting because they showed up. They okay, the others came from water. Uh huh. They didn't come to land like Saeed and and then we're planning. Right. They came from the water. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe they have some type of sub, you mm-hmm. know, submarine or sub, you know, sub yeah. station type thing that they can go under the water and come up. It looked like they came out of the water though, so it would be like some kind of sub right. that they were able to come from uh, under the ocean up mm-hmm. onto that boat without being detected. Right. Which also, uh, you know, old episodes makes us know why they were able to come in onto the beach right. and get people without right. being detected. So, Of course, this could also be like a six-foot party sub that he's talking That's about. That's true. <laughs> that is true. It came in. Maybe Colleen and her guys took it with him, and he's like, hey, it's back. It's, it's you know, back. It's, it's back, and it's in the meeting room. And they break out in the five. Yeah. yeah. $5. <laughs> yeah. <that's>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, it's like – They've got a sub, yeah. obviously. You know, somehow they got to that boat really quickly mm-hmm. to where Saeed and, you know, Jen and all of them were. Um, but now we know for sure exactly how they got there. Um, so back in his cage, you know, Sawyer's being kind of manhandled by Danny and, you know, his assistants. And mm-hmm. he's radioed and told that Colleen, his wife or whatever, has been hurt badly. Yeah. And, you know, what happened, Kate says, and... We happened, Sawyer says, and smiles. And just his whole attitude about that was really creepy. Yeah, it's like, it was. If we haven't had enough hints in the past, it's really clear that the survivors are the bad guys. Oh, yeah, you know? most definitely. Yeah. And they're the ones that have some real issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Sawyer's, like you said, Sawyer's comments kind of haunting because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they take pride in being the bad guys. Yeah. At least and, he does. And get, putting up a good fight. They take a lot of pride right. in putting up a good fight. Exactly. Or at least what they think is a good fight. and. And it's really interesting that they they know very little about what the intentions of the others are. Yeah, I mean, but they're willing to fight them, right? And and to an extreme measure, like killing off, you know, even though they probably haven't themselves experienced anyone being killed by mm-hmm. one of the others, they're killing them off anytime they get the chance, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I try, try to think of it from my perspective. Like if I were there, what um, I might think, you know. And uh-huh. I guess the whole idea behind them. You know, being some of these 
others taking some of them have made them a threat. But I'm like, man, these people, they're pretty quick to just jump up and like have attitude and be yeah. ready, you know? So, right. um, I don't know. This is kind of, it's kind of freaky to look at Sawyer and know that he's, he's okay with being the bad guy yeah. and killing, you know? <laughs> he's very comfortable in that. Role. Yeah. Um, so in a flashback, we see Sawyer in prison. Mm-hmm. So at some point he went to prison and it turns out the warden is involved in, you know, trying to get some money out of a new convict that was imprisoned for stealing money from the government. Uh-huh. And Sawyer decides to kind of take matters into his own hands and, and kind of let the guy in on what the warden is doing. Kind right. of take him in and gain his confidence, kind mm-hmm. of. And um, I thought it was interesting. Just um, I wondered exactly which of Sawyer's crimes he was in prison for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think we found out in the episode. No, I, I mean, I, well, didn't he say something to the girl, you're the reason why I'm in here? Oh, yeah, because she pressed yeah. charges. Yeah, she That's pressed. right. Yeah. Do you remember her name by any chance? I don't. It was I, interesting, though, that she would even keep contact with him. Yeah. You know, obviously she had some real feelings towards him, you know? Right. Yeah, but, it, yeah, that is interesting. So I'm I'm guessing right after that, I think it was the last Sawyer episode we saw where he conned her mm-hmm. and was sitting in the car afterwards. She figured out exactly what he had done yeah. and decided to press charges on Definitely. him. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Which seems risky to me, considering how closely involved she was in a lot of the scams he was doing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems very <laughs> risky to me. So, you know... Back at his cage, Ben shows up and asks Sawyer a couple of questions and about his weight and all this stuff. And Sawyer tries a little trick, you know, in order to electrocute Ben. But they turn the power off beforehand mm-hmm. so it doesn't work out. Um, you know, Sawyer's knocked out and wakes up in a cell much like Jack's. Right. And they've got him strapped down and they inject a huge needle into his chest. And later he wakes up and let's listen to that clip. All right. Pacemaker is? What? They stick them in the tickers of people who've had bypass work whose hearts need just a little jump, a kickstart. The rabbit had a small pacemaker set to deliver its kickstart should it get too excited, or anxious, or frightened. Or should it try to escape? Assuming that you were telling the truth about your age and weight, your resting heart rate should be about 70 beats per minute. Your active heart rate, however, that would be about 140, which is the point at which your pacemaker will cause your heart to explode. Which is how I know that you're going to start behaving now. 
The watch monitors your pulse. If you get within 15 beats of your danger zone, it'll start to beep. If and when it beeps, you're going to want to relax yourself. Do some deep breathing, some yoga. If you want me dead, why don't you just shoot me and get it over with? Because we're not killers, James. Oh, and one other thing. Kate, you touch her, I swear. You tell her what we did, what we put in you, that we're watching you. You tell her any of these things. We'll put one in her, too. So, first thing I had is the whole bunny with the eight painted yeah. on it. Did you have any thoughts about that? Oh, boy. No, the eight, I, I figured it definitely meant something, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out any relevancy to it or at all. I mean, obviously, it had a big eight on its back, so yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's a reason why we're supposed to see that. Well, or why in the world they even have bunnies there in the first place. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... Obviously, it must be some type of maybe. I mean, the only thing I think it's some some type of like numbering system for uh-huh. the rabbits they do have, and right. they do experiments on some of them. And, you know, subject right. number eight, da 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 da. You yeah. Know, okay. Type yeah. thing. Seems fair enough to me. And then Ben makes the comment. You know, Sawyer asks, you know, if you want to kill me, why don't you just shoot me and get it over with? Mm-hmm. And he says, "We're not killers, James." Yeah. And I think that just again kind of reinforces the point we've made several times about the others being very you know friendly for the most part yeah really i mean they're obviously they have these people locked up but for most most of the cases like sawyer and kate it's totally understandable that they need to have them locked up for their own safety right exactly but uh i just thought that was interesting yeah so back in prison you know sawyer gets a visit from the woman he conned which i cannot remember her her name for the life (laughs) of me right now (laughs) and she tells him that he has a daughter named clementine and um i thought that was a really cool scene yeah, I, I mean, did too. He kind of jokes about it at first, but obviously later in the episode we kind of see that it may maybe touched him more than he let on at the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, someone like Sawyer, I mean, having a child, I think would just it would change his perspective on mm-hmm. life, you know. Yep. Um, but man, he was hardcore at the beginning. I mean, couldn't you know? Yeah. I don't have a daughter, you know. That, yeah. You know, just ho- horrible stuff he would say. Yeah. But even it seemed like. As he was being so tough, she knew that he wasn't. You know, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't legitimate because he was just. He was, she just kind of sat there and was like, "Yeah, you know." But I got. I really got the feeling from this scene that like that woman still wants to be with him. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Like she'd take him back in a second. Exactly. If she had the chance. Yeah. She gave him the area that they lived in. Yeah. You know. Yep. So yeah, I just thought that that was great. I mean, it does leave a lot of questions for me as to why, you know, in light of Sawyer having known that before he got on the island, mm-hmm. why haven't we seen that impact his character more? Right. Like, you know, sometimes, I mean, for the most part, he has done really well, but there are still times when he kind of reverts back to Definitely. Being, being the old Sawyer. Yeah. So then, you know, later he convinces the convict with the cash, you know, to ask him for help. You know, so Sawyer can basically get on the inside and con the guy mm-hmm. for good. And back in, you know, Jack's cell, Juliet shows up and asks Jack to help them to save Colleen. Right. Um, they parade Jack past Sawyer and Kate's, you know, cages with a bag over his head. Um, in the operating room, Jack notices some spinal x-rays on the wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but Juliet says those aren't Colleen's. Right. And they, you know, begin to try and save her, but they fail and Colleen dies. 
And Juliet says they haven't had anything like this happen before. So right. they've never lost one of their own. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, very crazy. And uh, Pickett is not happy, or Danny, and is not happy. And he runs out and you know gets revenge on the only other he has access to, which is Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asks Kate if she loves him, you know, as he beats him across the face. Like a yeah. really terrible Awful. scene. Every yeah. time that just seems so excessively violent. It's yeah. like oh, it's awful. hardcore. And finally, Kate says, yes, you know, I love him. Mm-hmm. But later she tells Sawyer, you know, she only said it so he'd stop hitting him. Yeah. Which I, I kind of think is a half truth. I, say, I, say, I think it's half true on that one. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about, I guess, was the fact that whenever Ben and them put that needle in his chest, they mm-hmm. told him you put a pacemaker in. Right. Which, uh, in Sawyer. And then whenever he, like, um, then they also said if he told Kate, Right. But they did the same thing to her. Uh-huh. And between, I guess, all this is also, you know, Kate's, you know, trying to talk to him and he yeah. wanted to talk to her. Uh-huh. And I just thought it was interesting because now they're beating Sawyer up right in front of him. Sawyer's a fighter. Yeah. Normally he'd swing back, didn't do a thing. And so it was just interesting to see Kate see this other side of Sawyer. Uh-huh. She's like, why are you not yep. fighting? Why are you not doing, you know? Yeah. And for us to know the entire time that he's completely doing it just because just he wants to protect for her. her. Yeah, yeah which is really cool. I mean, it's it's really uh, Sawyer is at his best when he's trying to protect her, protect yeah, Kate, exactly, and to really you know when he's looking out for someone else other than himself, like everything good about Sawyer kind of comes out. Yeah, definitely. Which is really cool. She's kind of like the, she's almost the answer to most of his problems. Yeah, I in agree. Many ways. Yeah, I agree. And what was kind of, I mean, you know, he had his heart rate go up multiple times uh, after that because his watch was beeping but whenever he's getting mm-hmm. beat down right it never beeped it's like he was staying completely cool yeah. while he's getting yeah. beat up and i was <laughs> like you know that would you know just notice i was thinking well if they actually meant to do that then it was probably just saying how he's totally not thinking about fighting this guy mm-hmm. he it's not even in his thoughts you right. know hey, he's just yep. protecting kate the whole time yeah really good point yeah, we didn't talk much about the whole pacemaker thing, but you know, later on there's a comment you know that Ben makes about it, so we can kind of address yeah, it for then. sure. Um, but you know, later you know Jack asked Juliet whose X-ray that was that he saw, mm-hmm. and um, that he was a, a has a large tumor, and that Jack just happens to be a spinal surgeon. Mm-hmm. So who am I here to save? Yeah. So Jack completely like makes this huge leap in thinking that the entire reason. He is there in that camp with the others is to save whoever that was yeah. in the x-ray. Yeah. Um, my first thoughts were um, that it was uh, Locke's x-rays. Uh-huh. Because it now be he was in the wheelchair like and we don't walk. know why. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great point. Yeah, so. Yeah, but what I think is really interesting is it would explain a lot mm-hmm. because – you know, Sawyer and Kate are in the cages. They're being treated very similarly because they're both, they have issues, mm-hmm. you know. Jack, not as much. Yeah. Like most of the issues he's had have been like interpersonal type issues. Right, definitely. And um, for him to be inside and Juliet bringing him meals like every mm-hmm. two minutes, you know, he's being treated very differently than they yeah. are. Yeah, the other two are getting fish biscuits. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Only the fish biscuits that Sawyer can manage to, no kidding. to produce. But... If he is there for that reason, if the sole reason they have him there to is to perform this surgery, mm-hmm. it explains why he's been treated so That's true, yeah. And, you know, Juliet hasn't visited Sawyer or Kate once. No, they haven't had yeah. a meal brought to him. Uh-uh. And so it would definitely make a lot of sense out of some Yeah, sense. I agree. 
So on the beach, you know, Desmond, you know, rigs up the golf club onto a, a large bamboo pole. And uh, he then sticks, you know, sits back and watches. And uh, he tells Hurley, in a, it's an experiment. Um, you might want to wait a minute, Desmond says. And just then it starts raining. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, lightning strikes and hits the golf club. Yeah. So this all ties back to this whole clear, there's an issue with your roof. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he was trying to keep Claire or Aaron or both or whatever from being hurt right. by this lightning. Definitely. And so he sets up this lightning, uh, what do you call it? Lightning rod. Lightning rod mm-hmm. to help draw the lightning away from them. Yeah. Just, I'd like to hear what you're thinking. Well. I mean, I guess it ties back <clears throat> kind of into the last episode where, you know, we don't know if he's beginning some kind of task that we don't know about. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I guess my thoughts is that somehow he was shown that he used to protect, you know, Charlie and, well, not really so much Charlie, but I guess uh, Aaron and Claire, uh, and that um, there's this, somehow he, I mean, he knew that if he didn't do that, mm-hmm. their camp was going to be struck by lightning, you right. know? Yeah. And he diverts it, and it's it's kind of a crazy scene because, and he's obviously, he had a plan. I mean, after his oath, he smiles, and he's like, it worked, you know? I mean, it just, I don't know, it's just... It, I think that's the only explanation for it at this point is that he got told somehow right. that that was what he was to do. Uh-huh. Maybe not build the lightning rod, but to protect them and that right. this could happen. Yeah, at this certain time, something's going to happen. You know, you need to, you know, take precautions yeah. to keep try to keep from happening, right. that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. okay. So, you know, back on the island, you know, or on the other part of the island, Ben takes Sawyer on a walk, and let's in, listen to that scene. Okay. Not much further, James. Just at the top of the next rise. What's up there? Something I want you to see. That little place you always wanted, George? Sorry? What, don't you read? It's from of mice and men. You like it. Puppies get killed. here to kill me make that thing you put inside me blow up my damn heart your heart's not gonna blow up James the only thing we put inside you was doubt oh the watch is a heart rate monitor but nothing more look We gave him a sedative, not a pacemaker. How do I know that's the same bunny? That you can just paint an eight on another one? You don't. (laughs) 
You son of a bitch. The rabbit wasn't the thing I wanted to show you. been to Alcatraz? Take the tour? Right now you're standing on a small island roughly twice the size of Alcatraz. And that over there? That's your island. The one you've come to know and love. I just wanted you to know there's nowhere to run. You did all this just to, just to keep me in a damn cage. We did all this because the only way to gain a con man's respect is to con him. You're pretty good, Sawyer. We're a lot better. Funny thing is, us telling you about the pacemaker wasn't what kept you in line. It was when I threatened her. You work so hard to make her think you don't care, that you don't need her, but... A guy goes nuts if he ain't got nobody. You don't make no difference who the guy is, as long as he's with you. I tell you, I tell you, a guy gets too lonely and he gets sick. What the hell are you talking about? It's from Of Mice and Men. Don't you read? Come on. Let's get you back to your cage. So, first thing I have, the only thing we put inside of you was doubt. Mm -hmm. So they didn't put a pacemaker in him. Um, which made me think... I mean, I guess it kept him from escaping, but this almost seems like they could have gotten the exact same result just by saying, you know, if you try to escape or if you tell Kate what we've said to you or whatever, that, you know, we'll do something to Kate. Yeah. And he would have had the exact same result. Well, <clears throat> what I guess what um, uh, I see Ben kind of address the same thing. He's like, you know, basically saying we thought that would be enough, you know, mm -hmm. putting that inside you, but you didn't change your demeanor until we told you we would do the same thing, hurt Kate. Right. You know, so it was like, yeah, they didn't know. I mean, they probably figured Sawyer, you know, needed to have a double yeah. plan. You yeah. Know? Okay. That's a good point. Plus, he also makes the comment um, in a minute about, you know, the only way to gain the respect of a con man is to con him. That's true. And, you know, just telling him if you do this, will hurt Kate isn't a con. That's right. That's just a threat. Threat. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it probably did do a lot. You know, especially they, they let it go on for so long with mm -hmm. Sawyer thinking that he had this pacemaker that finally whenever he did realize that it wasn't really there mm -hmm. you know he could kind of see that they had gotten one over oh yeah him. definitely and and maybe in some way did have some of his respect yeah, in a weird way i'm sure yeah and then of course the bunny wasn't dead after all 
Um, right. And or at least Ben says, and you know, Sawyer asks him how he can possibly know that that's the same bunny, and he did, they didn't just paint an eight on a different one. And Ben says, "Well, you well you can't. Mm-hmm. There's no way for you to know." Yeah. And we we see that there are actually two islands, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I almost forgotten about that. Fact. Really? Yeah. Um, they're on a different island than the rest of those survivors. Now, wasn't what wasn't clear to me though is if their compound where where Kate and Sawyer were locked up, if that's all on this island as well, or right. if if part of that was on the regular island. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait a minute here. Let me think. Because whenever when we saw all the stuff with Michael, okay, the dummy camp, the fake camp, is on there. Was island. on there, right? Okay. Yeah, and that's what I had said whenever we. Um, saw the other's perspective from when the plane crashed. Right. I thought there was another island back behind theirs. You know, I had mentioned that. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's right. But yeah, I just, I guess everything we've been seeing that's taken place in a, you know, in the Hydra station and in the cages, all of that stuff's been happening on this second island. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. And of course, you know, uh, we did all this because the only way to gain a consman respect is to con him. We just talked about that. And, um, you know, Sawyer makes a reference to of mice and men. Mm-hmm. But later, you know, Ben makes another reference, you know, to the same book. And Sawyer doesn't know what it's from. He's right. like, what, what are you talking about? And what I've always wondered about this was what the point of this whole exchange was. Like, yeah. had Sawyer never actually read of mice and men? And that's why he didn't know the comment. Right. I mean, I have an idea, but I wanted to see if you had any thoughts about that. Well, I mean, it was interesting because he, whenever... Sawyer first said it. Ben act like he didn't know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. He says, "You you should read read the book. I think you'd like it." Uh-huh. And then later, the same comments made over to yeah. Sawyer from yeah. Ben. So right. it's like both of them kind of played that little role of they right. didn't know, you know. And I guess when I think about it, it kind of seems like there are two options. Like one is that Sawyer happens to know that there's a reference in that book to you know, is this the place you always wanted or something? Mm-hmm. I've never read the book, so I don't know. But he also says, you know, that puppies get killed in it. Yeah. So maybe he's never read the book, but he knows those things happen in it. Right. And But, you know, he assumes Ben's never read it. And right. then later, Ben actually gives him a line specifically from the book, right. you know, proving that he's read it or knows something about it. Yeah. And Sawyer has no clue what he's talking about. Kind of like, almost like um, a verbal example of Sawyer being in over his head. Yeah, definitely. In some way. Yeah, like he definitely, um, even on that point, wound up you know yeah Sawyer yeah like Sawyer thinks he's got it all figured out which actually ties into the comment Ben made about you know um, let's see if I can find it here um, yeah the only way to gain, gain economy and respect is economy you're pretty good but we're a lot better yeah exactly almost it's almost just a yeah kind of reiterating exactly. that same fact I also like I mean it's probably it's interesting that we saw it there in a book club mm-hmm. you know and they were reading all these Yeah, books, good you know, point. You know, yeah. <laughs> so they probably all in that book club read The Mice and Men. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know. But the other, the other possibility I thought of was just, you know, how two people can read the exact same thing, but different things make stand out to them. That's true. To Sawyer, he remembered the puppies dying and, you know, George finding the place he always mm-hmm. wanted. Mm-hmm. But Ben had this really philosophical line that stood out to him yeah. and all this stuff. And, right. Um, but I think it's probably more likely it's the first. Yeah. I agree. But just just proving to Sawyer that he's, you know, he's playing with people on a different level. Oh, here. yeah, definitely. These aren't his standard victims here. But did you have anything else from the episode? Um, I like the, there was a couple of scenes that I did like I was going to bring up. Um, one, you know, we do see that Sawyer basically cheated his way out of prison. Right. Which was a pretty big yep. deal. 
Um, and then the other thing is that when Kate realizes she can squeeze the top of the bars, right? You know, that's the little exchange they have where he says, "If you really loved me, then you would go." Mm-hmm. And he sees, and that's when she tells him, "Well, I just said that because you're getting beat up." And then she climbs back into the cage. Yeah, she, and she's used a line, mm-hmm. you know, "Live together, or die alone." Right. You know, it's like she's gonna stay. And um, I just thought that was interesting. I also thought it was you kind of eerie and I don't know weird that they made Jack stay with Cole uh, had, when she had passed away to sit in that room with chain to oh yeah I didn't you know it. Yeah, it was so late when I watched the episode I was afraid I'd miss things like that yeah it's just kind of like man that's just that's yeah. just weird <laughs> you know it's like you know obviously he did what all he could do mm-hmm. but still they they somehow wanted him to sit there and they said keep him in there for a while you know yeah just to kind of make him kind of pay for the fact that his people had you know, killed her or something. Yeah, almost. definitely. But yeah, the point about, you know, the warden, I, I did have a note about that and I forgot to mention it. You know, just basically he had commissioned Sawyer to trick the inmate out of his money. Yeah. And in exchange, he was kind of let out of prison early and was given a commission mm-hmm. on this stuff. And mm-hmm. he had them give all of the money, you know, to Clementine. Exactly. And uh, he wanted it so there was no way she could ever find out where the money came from. Yeah. Which kind of suggests that he he doesn't plan on ever having much of a connection. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like he th- feels like he's gonna be father of the year anytime soon. Yeah. So he's just gonna <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna give her this money. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm gonna be gone. You right. know. Right. So, it was it was definitely uh, interesting, and uh, I did like though that he did take care of her. You know, mm-hmm. you know, financially some there. I mean, that right. just showed a, a little softer side of him. You know. Yeah. That he so. was actually looking out for someone yeah, else. Yes. Exactly. Well, anything else? I think that's it. Well, thanks everyone for listening. On Wednesday, we'll be discussing the cost of living, an echo-centric episode. And if I remember right, there's some some pretty interesting things that happen in that episode. Okay. Uh, we're kind of in a rough patch. I mean, have you been pretty pretty you know happy with the yeah. episode so yeah, far? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I I keep waiting for the extremely bad awesome. one. You know, and yeah. I'm I'm pretty good with it. So. <laughs> All right. Good. We're in good shape then. But thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And until the next episode, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.